Hello, hello, and welcome to the Older Adult to Geriatric Nutrition Answers podcast, presented to you by LongTermCareRD.com. I'm Michelle Sari, your host and presenter of today's episode. Today we're going to be talking about using the PES statement and the nutrition diagnosis increased nutrient needs. So this one is something that eludes many dietitians. They're not sure when exactly they should be using this. And more often than not, they're actually using it in the wrong scenarios. So I'm going to tell you all about when you should actually be using this and when you should not be using this. So today's episode is very practical and very um, something that you can implement today. But before we dive into today's episode, I just want to let you all know that in less than two weeks now, I'm going to be holding a great education session on all about wound healing. And everything that I'm going to talk about is applicable information that you can use in your practice. So I'm not going to be going over a million different case studies. I'm going to be presenting to you, for example, this is the evidence on using arginine for wound healing. This is how much you should be using. This is how long you should be using it for to see wound healing accelerated. I know when I have done and gone through any educational presentation, I have always loved when they just gave me information that I could write down and say, yes, okay, this is exactly how much of this nutrient I need. This is what I should be using. I'm going to give a few different um, product recommendations as well. I'm not affiliated with any of these companies. It's just things that I have found that's worked in my practice. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to link in the show notes where you can sign up to attend this event. It's all virtual. It's pretty quick. I'm going to keep it under 30 minutes and you're going to get a copy of the slides when I'm all done so that you can reflect back, look and reference things. And yeah, it's going to be great. So I will link that in the show notes. It's very inexpensive to attend compared to how much other education events are. Um, So please, I'd be really happy if everybody could attend. I want you all to become experts in wound care for the benefits of our patients. Now, I will just apologize in advance for my voice today. It's a little raspy. It's about five o'clock in the morning here, and we're just getting over some colds in my house, so my voice is a little um, congested. So if it's annoying, I'm very sorry. I can't help it. (laughs) Okay, but getting into today's episode. So increased nutrient needs. It's uh, nutrition diagnosis, but you may have no idea when to use it. The term is commonly used interchangeably with the diagnosis hypermetabolism when using the standardized nutrition terminology. And I've just found in my practice, and even for myself when I first started out, that it is a very misunderstood nutrition diagnosis. So increased nutrient needs requires that a patient to have a higher resting metabolic rate in order to address the calorie needs that they require. So this can be from a condition, disease, or acute issues that require serious nutrition interventions. More commonly, I thought when I first started in practice that this was just increased nutrient needs meant that a patient was, you know, they could be losing weight and so they had increased nutrient needs because we wanted to prevent weight loss. But that's actually not what it is. So the definition from the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, it lists hypermetabolism as resting metabolic rate above predicted requirements due to stress trauma, injury, sepsis, or disease. So the RMR is the sum of metabolic processes of active cell mass related to the maintenance of normal body functions and regulatory balance during rest. 
So on a nutrition assessment form, there should be an area to check off if a patient has increased nutrient needs. If there isn't, I'm going to link a nutrition assessment in the show notes that has that. And in order to check it off, you have to have a patient that has one of the following conditions. So they have a stage 3 or a stage 4 pressure injury. They have sepsis. They have some type of acute trauma. They could have chronic obstructive pulmonary disease or COPD cancer and then you're going to specify well what type of cancer do they have they can be post-surgery burns hip long, uh, long bone fracture hyperthyroidism that is not treated or it's pretreatment and medications associated with increased resting metabolic rate so outside of these parameters I would caution you not to use um, increased nutrient needs, you can find another nutrition diagnosis, um, but ensure that you're just using your best clinical judgment to determine. So I have a chart and I'm going to link it in the show notes because obviously you can't see it, but when you're not going to use increased nutrient needs is also very important. So we're not going to use it just because a patient has unintentional weight loss, inadequate energy intake, underweight, or malnutrition those are going to be a different nutrition diagnosis and those in and of themselves are nutrition diagnoses that you can use. So I'll give you an example of uh, increased nutrient needs PES statement. So it could be increased nutrient needs related to a stage 3 pressure injury as evidenced by high protein and calorie needs of 1.2 kilograms per kilogram and 35 kilocalories per kilogram. Another one could be increased nutrient needs related to increased demand for nutrients as evidenced by current cancer treatments of the neck. Another, increased nutrient needs related to recent hip fracture as evidenced by estimated caloric needs of 2,500 daily and 75 grams of protein. Now, if we wanna have uh, nutrition goals for these, I'll give you some examples of those too. So promote good skin integrity to heal stage three pressure injury and ensure patient meets their protein and energy needs. Now, if you're gonna use that second goal, I really recommend that you put the numbers down. So you're gonna calculate, well, what are their protein and what are their energy needs and write those in. Whenever you have nutrition goals, you want them to be specific and measurable. Obviously we go with the SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T. And so you put numbers down to these. And nutrition interventions. So provide patient with 1.2 to 1.5 grams per kilogram body weight of protein daily to meet their protein needs. Provide oral nutritional supplement drink three times daily at 60 milliliters given during med pass. So as you can see with these nutrition interventions, we can look at them and we can actually go audit them. So if we want to see, well, are they getting that oral nutritional supplement? Well, they should be getting it three times a day. It's being delivered at MedPass, so that's where we can go audit it. And they should be getting 60 milliliters. So there you go. Now with the first nutrition intervention, it was 1.2 to 1.5 grams per kilogram body weight. Again, you can see measurable, but also that this is above and beyond what regular protein needs are in the elderly. So we're going to get a flag there that, well, if they're getting this much protein, they must have something going on. And that just is their increased nutrient needs. They have increased nutrient needs above and beyond what we normally recommend in this age group. Now, if we're having a nutrition monitoring and evaluation plan, the last part of the nutrition care process, 
you're going to want to write specific measurable goals. So again, we'll follow up with patient and wound care nurse on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays for a wound update. And next, we'll review MedPass records for amount of oral nutritional supplement taken by patient. So those are exact follow-ups on the nutrition interventions. So there are some issues with increased nutrient needs selections. So an issue that I frequently see um, is that the etiology is rarely able to be cured by the nutrition interventions. This is feedback that I get. In most cases, yeah, this is true, especially if we're looking at the criteria for diagnosing it. So this is typically the goal, though, with most nutrition interventions, is that we want to cure it or reduce the impact. But in some scenarios, this is simply just not possible. With nutrition interventions, we're not going to cure cancer. Instead, the nutrition interventions, they shift the focus on reducing the nutrition side effects of what the problem is. So for example, a patient going through cancer treatments will not be cured by any nutrition interventions, but the nutrition interventions can reduce the side effects such as weight loss, inadequate intake, and nutri nutrient deficiencies and similar side effects like those. So this goes for increased nutrient needs, but it tends to go for almost every nutrition intervention, nutrition diagnosis where we can't always cure the nutrition diagnosis or the problem that's causing it, but we can reduce the impact of the side effects. So if you find that, let's say dysphagia, for example, well, we're not going to cure dysphagia. The patient will likely always struggle with some degree of dysphagia. What our nutrition goals will be, though, is reducing the impact or the side effects of it so we can reduce that swallowing difficulty. So. Sometimes you just have to shift your focus from our curative intent to reducing the impact. And therefore, if you're reducing the impact, you're probably going to be um, making their nutrition optimized and increasing quality of life, which is what the ultimate goal really is. So some key takeaways from today is that increased nutrient needs and hypermetabolism can be used interchangeably as a nutrition diagnosis because they have the same uh, definition for each. Next up is increased nutrient needs as a nutrition diagnosis is only used when there is an increased resting metabolic rate and that does not include weight loss or malnutrition. Increased needs will have increased nutrient needs will have an etiology that will not typically be able to be cured by nutrition interventions. Instead, the nutrition goals will be to reduce the side effects of the etiology. So that's a nice quick short episode today. I just wanted to cover increased nutrient needs because it is a very important topic and you should be using it. So don't feel like you cannot use increased nutrient needs. You should be using it when you have a patient where the etiology is impacting their nutrition needs and it's giving increased nutrient demands. I'm going to be having a full template of PES statements coming out. It's going to be a free resource for you guys. It's going to be on the website. And if you're on the email list, you're going to be included in getting it. I have found from a lot of feedback that I've been getting is that a lot of you guys want templates. You just want templates to make charting faster, to make PES statements faster, resources where it's just a quick reference guide, a one-page document where it gives the summation of uh, let's say wound care for example, how much should I be giving them of each nutrient? Just a quick little reference guide. So I'm going to have lots of that stuff coming to the website. I will be shooting for every week or two to be releasing new free resources. So make sure you're signed up for the email list. 
um, because there will be a lot of information coming out for you. Now don't forget to sign up for the virtual long-term care dietitians meeting happening Wednesday, January 24th, 2024, obviously because we're in the new year already and it's going to be at a 1 o'clock or 1.30. I'm going to have to double check the time, but it's obviously going to be on the website. So that's all I've got for you today. Be sure to like and follow the show on your Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Find us on Instagram and Facebook at Long Term Care RD. You can find the website at www.longtermcarerd.com. And in the show description notes, you will find all of the links that I talked about today. Have a great week and we'll see you next week.